And there's a word from the Lord this morning. Let me thank all of you for uh, being flexible, understanding the times that we're in and understanding even how we readjust the order of service. And even some of you have had to give up your favorite seat. Some of you have been sitting in that seat since we opened this worship center. Amen. But some of y'all do know God still knows how to find you if you're not in your favorite seat, right? Amen. So it's so good to see you and thank you so much for your flexibility working with all of our wonderful volunteers. On this Pentecost Sunday, on this day in which we celebrate the birthday of the New Testament church, God has given me this word as it fits with our theme for 2021. The theme for 2021 is to restore, support, and to strengthen. Uh, our message today is found in two references of Holy Scripture, both in the New Testament. The gospel that has been recorded by Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. We're reading that passage from the New Living Translation. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 7 to 9, the NIV translation. I am so glad to see all of our senior deacons here. I salute you all. They are my foundation and my background and my, just my strength. Thank God so much for all of you. Folks said you always talk about the mothers. I said, but let me tell you something. I am proud to say this ministry was not only founded on strong women of Zion, but strong men of faith. Amen. And we thank God so much for them also. Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 18. One verse, listen to the reading of this holy passage of scripture. Jesus says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And then Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7, 8, and 9. Paul writes these most profound and encouraging words. He writes, but we have this treasure in jars of clay. The King James says in earthen vessels to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, <laughs> but not in despair. Persecuted, <laughs> but not abandoned. And this is somebody's testimony. Struck down, but not destroyed. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you from the subject resilient. From the subject resilient. Now in this new age, we won't be any touching and hugging and touching neighbors but you still can look at somebody and just say resilient, resilient. We want to talk about resilient. Listen, I, I would begin today's message by stating what some of you would say is the obvious. That is, a lot has happened since most of us have last seen each other in Person. You would admit a lot has happened across the world since we've seen each other in person. In fact, it has been 14 months. Our last in-person full worship service was March the 15th in 2020. Uh, it has been 14 months. It has been Deacon Albert Simmons, 61 weeks, or it has been 427 days 
since we all gathered together in person for worship here on the campus of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. A lot in the world has transpired. So let us take a moment to look back on what exactly has transpired, to review over what we call a very challenging period of time in the last 14 months, in the last 61 weeks, in the last 427 days. First, a global pandemic. We have experienced and we are still in the midst of a once in a century horrific global pandemic in which over three million people worldwide have lost their lives. Almost 600,000 in this country alone. In the state of South Carolina, this small state, compared to some of the others, almost 10,000 people have lost their lives, including some who were members of this congregation. Perhaps in your own family, my family has lost five cousins and one uncle to this horrific pandemic called COVID-19. A lot has happened. Businesses all over the world were shut down. Some will never reopen. Unfortunately, some businesses will never come back. Schools, schools and school leaders, in fact, do me a favor and put your hands together for all our educators, all our school officials, no matter what capacity you work in in schools. Amen. I want to give God a shout out for you and healthcare profession. I think we deserve to give God a hand for those. Schools, listen to this, had to readjust how they educate our children. Virtual learning became the norm and no longer the exception. Pre-pandemic, virtual was here, but it was the exception. Now it is the norm. In fact, my granddaughter um, has not been back to in-person school since March of 2020. Many of you have family members, children, grands, and others perhaps have been in the same situation. Thank God for those who educate and work with our children because they have not missed a beat. Many of them have sacrificed so much uh, to readjust and to acclimate us to what we now accept as the norm, which is virtual learning. Churches, many churches, did not worship together for months. And some, like here at Bible Way, it has been more than a year since we've all come together. Virtual worship is here to stay. COVID-19 perhaps has done for church worship as 9-11 did for airport traveling. Okay. Uh, there will be people from now on who will feel more comfortable virtually worshiping, and we understand that. We have been able to expand the footprint of those who worship with us. Perhaps one of the greatest things that came out of this is that we've stopped looking at churches as based on just attendance and what size you are. If you're a mega church or not, we all are the church. We all are children of God. And so we have changed how we worship. We have changed. We've now got people worshiping in pajamas and having a good time. Amen. Somebody told me that I worship cutting my grass and I praise God. And I says, however you worship, as long as God gets the glory. Amen. So we thank God for that. Social unrest. 
That was the global pandemic. Look at social unrest. We've had George Floyd. We've had Breonna Taylor. We've had all kinds of incidents which led to justifiable protests in our country. Perhaps the last year and a half has seen as many justifiable protests as perhaps during the civil rights era. We have seen so much. We've seen lives taken away from people for no reason at all. And we're still witnessing it. What happens in New Orleans, Louisiana, what we saw in the tape just a few days ago still makes us shake our head and say, as Marvin Gaye said years ago, what's going on? Okay. A whole lot is going on. And then political upheaval. Uh, perhaps unlike anything this country has ever seen before. What we witnessed on January the 6th of this year was unlike anything any of us ever thought we would see in this country or have ever experienced before. A violent mob, and I say violent, mob of U.S. citizens storming the Capitol building, attempting to overthrow our government, inspired by a demented, egotistical madman who could not accept the fact that he had lost an election. And I don't know what's sadder, the fact that he believed that or the fact that other people drunk his Kool-Aid and had the audacity to believe something was stolen from this demented, egotistical madman. I didn't call any names, so I'm not in any trouble. I hope, yeah. But we know what happened. Somebody say, what's going on? Perhaps as a result of all of that, there are some who are wondering, and we understand them doing so, if this society that we live in, which includes the church, can ever recover from all of this? Can we ever recover from all that we have endured? Listen, I am not qualified to answer for society as a whole. I would admit to you, I am no more qualified than anyone else to give you an answer about this society. But I can offer an opinion as it relates to the church. And this opinion is based solely on what the word of God says. It's not my opinion. It's not my intuition. It's not me waking up one morning and saying, I've got a feeling this is what's going to happen. How can I offer an opinion about the church? Because the Bible already has. Ooh, because the word of God already has. Listen, if there's anything we've learned these past 14 months, these past 61 weeks, these past 427 days, if there's anything we've learned, it is that the church is not just where we worship. The church is not a building, no matter how glorious the building may be. And although we invest millions of dollars in a building and a campus, I've got news for you, that is not the church. The church is not just ministries that you identify with. The church is not just some Hollywood fame uh, minister that you can connect with. The church is not Pastor Darrell Jackson. Uh, the church is not just Bible way of Atlas 
wrote, the church is who we are. Uh, somebody just say, we are the church. We are the church. We are the church. In fact, the original Greek word uh, for the church is a word called ecclesia, uh, which simply means it's in its original origin, a called out assembly. That is what the meaning of the church, it is only used twice in the gospels. And it is a called out assembly. It is not a campus, it is not a building, church is not ushers and deacons and preachers and all. We, we are just part of the organization to help facilitate worship. But the church is who we are. So for the past 14 months, you were still the church. In your pajamas, you were still the church. Cutting grass, you were still the church. Rolling over, having church in the bed, drinking your coffee, you were still the church. Sitting at the table, eating your frosty flakes or whatever, Float your boat, you were still the church. Somebody say the church is who we are. It's not this tie, it's not this suit, these pretty white dresses on Pentecost Sunday. You look good, but that doesn't make you the church. There have been a whole lot of dirty folk dressed up in white. Amen. There have been a lot of corrupt people with ties and suits on. So that's not the church, I can say with certainty that the church, we, church, somebody say that's us, <laughs> will survive because we will survive. Amen, somebody? Sometimes you got to speak it even before you see it. Anybody know you will survive? You've got to tell the enemy in the midst of all that you're going through, I will survive this. Anybody know how to talk back to every demon in your life, every bad spirit in your life? Anybody know how to declare a thing before you see it? Somebody help me say, we will survive. Just wave at somebody and say, yes, we will. Now, this does not mean that we will not have hardships. This does not mean that we will not have headaches. And we are certainly, as human beings, not without issues. Truth of the matter, I want to let you in on some, everybody got issues. As my wife often reminds me, we all have issues, amen. I don't care, she said, I don't care how hard you preach, you still got issues. And she says, some of them nobody know about but me. And I say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Everyone has issues. And sometimes we stumble. And yes, my brothers and sisters, sometimes we fall down. But the good news, you, you are ready for some good news? Are you ready? The good news is that when we fall down, when we stumble, we get back up over and over. Somebody help me saying over and over and over again. Help me shout, we are resilient. Come on, say it so folk can hear you. We are resilient. Yes, we fall. Yes, we stumble. Yes, we make mistakes. Yes, nothing has gone perfect in no one's life. And yes, in the last 14 months, you may have slipped up, fell down, left. You, you may have dropped down. I don't know what you went through. But the good news is that you can get back up again. We are resilient. When we use the word resilient, listen, the word resilient is the ability to withstand or to recover from difficult conditions and situations. It is all about the recovery. It is all about bouncing back. Uh, simply put, resiliency means the ability to not only recover, but here are two words 
I want you to use always bounce back. Uh, somebody ought to send somebody a message, two words with an exclamation mark, bounce back. Because somebody thought the devil had knocked them out for good. Look at somebody say the devil is a liar. You may be slower than what you were 14 months ago, but the fact is you're still here. And if the enemy had his way, you would not pull the cover from over your head. But resiliency allows us to bounce back. Anybody know you will, you shall bounce back. In fact, anybody know you have bounced back. If folk only knew what you went through for the last 14 months, they would be praising God for you. There's some testimonies on your road you don't even know about. There's some testimonies out there in virtual land that you don't even know about. But thanks be unto God that's given us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You've got 10 seconds to shout, bounce back, bounce back, bounce back. Woo! If you don't mean it, don't say it. If you got any reason to give God a bounce back praise, just wave your hands. You don't have to stand up, but just wave your hands and just open your mouth and shabak God from the depths of your belly. Say, bounce back. Woo! Deacon Lumpkin, bounce back. You coming back. <laughs> Listen, Ooh. let me get through this. Let me get through this. They put me on a time limit, y'all, but I got to reach it. I understand you got mad, so I don't want to keep you in here too long. Ah, but I feel something in here. Somebody get on the devil's nerve one more time and just say, bounce back, bounce back. Look, in the text, in the text reference, let us examine what the text references say about resiliency. First in St. Matthew's chapter 16, Jesus makes this first of only two references in the Gospels concerning the church. Only twice in the Gospels, Jesus mentioned the church. Jesus, in the text, responding to Peter's declaration that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. He declares that Peter was blessed for this divinely inspired revelation. Remember, he says, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. He says to Peter that Peter, whew, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Somebody say, it's his church. <laughs> did not say, I'm going to build the Bible way movement. Did not say Church of God in Christ. He did not say PAW. He did not say the National Baptist Association. He did not say African Methodist Episcopal Church. But he says, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Woo. It's not your church. Uh, it's not Richard Allen's church. It is not Smallwood E. Williams' church. It's not Bishop Jackson's church. It is God's church. And he says that his church, Jesus' church, will be established upon this revelation. On the revelation that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God. But this is the part of the verse that I really like. Jesus goes on in the text and say to Peter that Peter, all the powers of hell woo, will not conquer his church. Woo. All the powers of hell will not conquer his church. I heard a preacher say this, so I want to preface this. I want to quote this because y'all going to take this the wrong way. I heard a preacher preach a message, Deacon Al, that simply says, hell no. Y'all looking at me. So some, some of y'all apostolic folk, wait a minute, Pastor. I said, 
I put it in quotations. What he simply meant is uh, to hell, no, you will not conquer me. Anybody know hell can't conquer you? Anybody know all the hellhounds cannot conquer you? Anyone know that no matter what the enemy takes you through, the enemy will not conquer you. I just need a handful of folk who've come through something just for the last 14 months. In fact, I I'm so happy to see you take a 30 second praise break if you've been through hell and you are victorious. If you've been through something. Woo. Listen, Jesus, I feel the anointing. Can I preach this? Listen, Jesus uh, did not say that the powers of hell will not attack you. See, the problem with this prosperity generation, and I had a wonderful conversation with a 28-year-old young man earlier this week, and we were talking, I said, the problem with the prosperity generation is that the enemy has taken what we thought would uplift us and he uses it to burden us. Because if all of your life you thought God was a Santa Claus, if somebody told you all your life he's your sugar daddy, if somebody told you all your life you ain't got to go through nothing, we touch and agree and nothing will happen to you. If all of your life you thought everybody in your family would be nice and happy, that when it doesn't happen, and when your loved one does die, then you get angry at God. But when you know the hellhounds will come, the hellhounds will knock you down. And some mornings you will not feel like getting out of the bed, but it will not conquer you. Anybody know that it will not conquer you? This next praise is for everybody who's ever went through anything and you came out all right. You've got 10 seconds. In fact, you owe God a 10 second praise. Woo. Listen. So, so here, listen. So Jesus does not say, Jesus does not say that we won't get attacked. But he says when we are attacked, we will recover. Ooh, we will bounce back. There's a wonderful scripture. Time will not permit me to go there in Acts chapter 5 verse 41. Uh, when the disciples were persecuted. In fact, when they were first beaten. Mike, you know this reference. Uh, they left there and the Bible says they rejoiced. They, they leap for joy after they had been physically persecuted to be worthy, to be persecuted because this is what they knew, that what did not kill them would make them stronger. And they knew that they were coming through this stronger and better than what they had ever been before. Some of us got to understand something, that our faith is built upon a rock. We are resilient. Put that slide up. The first one with resiliency in the rock. I want to show you something. Our faith is this. <laughs> this is your faith. It is built upon a rock. And so when the storm comes, you may move, you may slide, but you're all going to remain where you are. I just need about 50 or so people whose faith was tried in the last 14 months and you know that God is still good and you know how to praise God although you've been sick and you've lost a loved one and you've lost income but you still know how to give God some praise somebody owe God a praise somebody owe God something Ooh, I gotta preach I, I gotta go but you owe God has he been good to anybody? Has he touched your body? Has he healed your body? Has he made a way out of nowhere? Somebody say, resilient.
The last reference, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, 8, and 9. Uh, Paul writes this. If anybody could write this, uh, Paul could write this. Shipwreck, snake bitten, abuse, attempted assassination. Anybody got a testimony? Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I can write my testimony. I can tell you what the Lord has done for me. Has it been good to you? Listen to what Paul writes. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not ourselves. Wave at somebody say it ain't about you. It's not from you. Look at what Paul writes. We are hard pressed on every side but not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair. We are persecuted but not abandoned. We are struck down but not destroyed. Listen, listen, I, let, let me get through this. I, three key insights from Paul's writing and then we're done. First thing Paul wants us to know is that we as believers have been given a great treasure. Uh, the New Living Translation says as a shining light in our hearts. This great treasure, take, take hold of this. I want you to see something. This great treasure has been given to us in our fragile bodies. The old song Deacon Lumpkin said, this old building keeps on leaning. And I just want to know, man, am I preaching to any right folk? Anybody ever had your building lean? Anybody had your building get a little older? Foundation got a little shaky. Uh, and, and it felt a little fragile. But you got a treasure whoo, in this fragile body. So the first thing Paul wants us to know is that we have this great treasure of God in our fragile human bodies. Second thing Paul wants us to know is that our treasure comes from God and not from any other source. Look at somebody and say, it was God. How did you make it? God was on my side. Before you give yourself any pat on the back, you ought to give God the glory. Because you didn't come through it stronger because you were stronger. God was on your side. And then the third and the final key insight in this text that Paul writes is due to our great treasure given to us by God. There are certain things that are now a part of our life. Can I share with you four of them that Paul says briefly? Number one, hard pressed on every side. If any of you been there, just, just, just twinkle your toes and just wave your hands up bat your eyes fast and do something anybody ever felt hard pressed on every side everywhere you turned there was trouble and there was adversity and then Paul said perplexed but not in despair you were hard pressed but not crushed perplexed but not in despair 
persecuted. Hmm. Talked about you. Some folk treated you like a dog. Some folk did all they could to ruin your reputation. But the fact of the matter is you're still here. Uh, God has not abandoned you. And the last one, help me preach this, the last one struck down but not destroyed. Anybody in the building, the enemy has knocked you down, but you got up again, brush yourself off, and say to God be the glory. I want to make sure I'm in the right house. I want to make sure I'm in the right place. Is there anybody in the house uh, that the enemy knocked you down, but you got up again? Stand to your feet if you can. We are almost done. Throw your hands up and say, Lord, I've been through it. I've been through it, but I came out on the other side. Tell me how did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? I felt like singing. I felt like running. I felt like I got to get up out of here. But anybody felt like praising God? Come on and put a praise on it. Come on and put a... Tell your neighbor, you owe God one good praise. Everybody 
the enemy tried to take out over the last 14 months. If there's anybody in here, the devil tried to take you out, but you're still here. Tell them, live, live, live. Wave at somebody, say, Live, 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 live. Get up tomorrow morning and begin living. Your back may hurt, but live. Your knee may hurt, but live. Your head may hurt, but live, live, live. Listen, because of this all surpassing power that comes from God, we can declare on this Pentecost Sunday that we are resilient tell somebody we are resilient we will recover we will bounce back pastor Donna McClurkin wrote this song at this time as we prepare to end this message with this altar experience and just so you know the altar is where you are if there's anything we've learned again over the last 14 months is that you don't need an altar necessarily the way we used to have it. Right now, because of COVID restrictions, your altar is where you are. But here's the key. Perhaps there's someone in here having heard that message. Say, Pastor Jackson, how can I become resilient? How can I have a bounce back spirit <laughs> Whew, I like that how can I recover you can with your relationship with Jesus Christ so Donnie McClurkin writes what do you do when you've done all you can it seems like it's never enough what do you say when your friends turn away and whoo you're all alone tell me what do you do when you've given your all <laughs> and it seems like 
you can't make it through. Well, you just stand. <laughs> when there's nothing left to do, look at somebody and say, just stand. Watch the Lord see you through. Ooh. And after you've done all you can, you just stand. Come on, Bill, right now. Listen. Amen. God is speaking to you right now. What do you do when you've done all you can? Seems like it's never enough. If you can't stand, if you can't stand now physically, we understand that. When your friends turn away, you're all God understands him. He's speaking to somebody right now. What do you give when you've given your all? And it seems like you can't make it through. Trial, you just stand when there's nothing left to do. You stand. Watch the Lord see you through. After you've done everything you can, <laughs> you just stand. Thank you, Bill. Come on, help me. <laughs> Tell me how the guilt of your past. Tell me how do you deal with the shame and tell me how can you smile when your heart is broken and filled with pain oh my my tell me what when you have done all you can and it seems and it seems and it seemed like yeah, you won't yeah, yeah, make yeah, it yeah, through. Yeah. Well, just stand when there's nothing left to do. You stand. Watch the Lord see you after you've done all you can. You just stand and be sure. Listen, be not. Entangled with that bondage, can you just stand and endure? Hey, listen, God has a purpose. Yeah, yeah. God has a plan. Tell me what when you've done all that you can, and it seems like you won't make it through. This is what you do. Well, you just stand, stand, stand. Don't you dare give up. Hold on. Be strong, God will establish you, and it won't be very long. Through the storm. Yeah. Through the rain, through your hurt, hey. through your pains, hey. after you've done all you can, yeah. it encourage you this morning, after you've done yeah. all you can, after you've gone through the storm, after you've gone through the rain, oh, after you've done everything you can, you just stand. And upon this rock, I will build my church, you, the church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it <laughs> you are resilient in fact some of us did not know how resilient we were until we have gone through what we went through some of you never even imagined you can go through something like that 
but you did. <laughs> and you came out on the other side and you still had joy. <laughs> Listen, to those of you that are viewing by way of internet, call that number, Texas. Someone's there to pray with you. If there's anybody in here right now, you want to give your life to the Lord. You would, you would like to rededicate your life to the Lord. Perhaps you want to be baptized. You want to learn more about church membership. If you are here, as opposed to coming to the altar, you can just leave your seat and go towards the back door. And there are counselors there right now. If you're here right now and you want to make that commitment, amen. Amen. As Bill's saying, just leave your seat now. That's right. That's, just, just walk towards the back door. Somebody's walking towards the back door right there. If you want to make that commitment right now, look at God. Look at God. So take him to the elders right there. Yeah. You don't have to wait. That's right. I, others are coming right now. Wherever you are right now, that's right. We want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you're not sure. You've got some questions. But you know you, you've got to do something about your relationship with God. That's right. Come right now. That's right. Stand. Stand. Wherever you are. Keep on smiling and stand. Wherever you are keep right now. That's right. Keep on living, keep on living. You just yes, listen, close those eyes now. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for this message this day. We thank you for the significance of Pentecost. Thank you for reminding us that your church. Your church, which means those who follow you, those who walk by faith, not the building, not the campus, but your church, not the ministry, but your church will never be conquered by the powers of hell. Cool. And it doesn't matter what happened with COVID, doesn't matter about social unrest, political upheaval, doesn't really matter who's in the White House or who refuses to leave the White House your church will survive all of this <laughs> because we are built on a rock and we say thank you thank you in advance for this week somebody is about to have the best week of your life thank you lord somebody will get up tomorrow morning and they will have a new lease on life <laughs> They will see themselves no longer as defeated, but as conquerors. They will declare and decree that I am resilient, that I will and I have and I shall bounce back. But this is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody said amen, amen. If you're here and you want special prayer, amen, you can just go to the back right now. Just if you want special prayer, amen. Just go and elders are there to pray with you. If you want to be saved, we're there to pray with you. Amen. That's right. They're, they're right to the back. That's right. Anybody that goes back, they're going. Elders are there. Yeah. After, that's right. Yeah. Let me say this before the benediction. Pastor Matt comes. We are entering into our vision offering. At the beginning of this year, God told us, that the next stage of giving at the Biblewood Church of Atlas Road would be very simple. And it would be just $7 a week. Someone said, how can you do it on $7 a week? God says, watch me. And God has blessed us since the beginning of this year to have so many faithful people join us with just $7 a week. And as we prepare to make some monumental announcements in the next couple of months you're going to see what God has done I just want to share these two names with you because God has a way of encouraging even the preacher amen someone brought me an envelope today from 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 a lady who works in the school system 
as a cafeteria worker. You've heard me say this at the beginning. And at the beginning of this year, she made a commitment. I'm going to sow a $7 seed for me and my grandchildren. And so she, she obviously didn't even have a check, but she had money orders. And they were all in there, $7 money orders that came to $85, Pastor Lawson. And I said, but God. And she says, I can't get to you all. In, in fact, she was a part of Mother Josephine Anderson's family. Loretta and others and she says but I never forgot the teaching that my Auntie Joe and others taught me so this is for my grands and then I received a letter from one of our deacons one of our young men who works with me in the back Deacon Chris Hadgrave who gave me a note from a relative from Pula, Georgia I didn't even know it exists Somewhere in Savannah. Her name is Dr. Marilyn Kelly. She says, Pastor Jackson, I was so touched by the vision and what God's doing. Here's a check for $100 to the vision. And here's what God said to me, Mother Jackson. Deacon Lumpkin, you would appreciate this because you walk with Bishop every step of the way. And I can hear Bishop Jackson say, I told you so. I told you everything you need, God will provide. And so I want to say thank you to those of you that are sowing in the vision. Keep sowing, amen. Keep giving every week. Commit $7 a week. Uh, that's your commitment to the Lord. And watch God build something great with small contributions. Because everybody can't write $500. Everybody can't give $1,000. And that's fine. God says, give what you can. Because every penny matters as much as every million dollars because it's from God and it is from your heart thank you for being a part of this don't forget the vision come on as Pastor Mac comes the worship and arts teams take us again after you've done as we prepare for the benediction here after you've done all you can After you've done all you can After you've done all you can You just stand Oh come on somebody give God a praise for the word of God Resilient just stand. You stand. Yeah, what an awesome word. Amen. What an appropriate word for this first Sunday that we return back. Amen. We want to remind you to those of you that would like to leave your offerings that our deacons will be standing at the doors when you exit. If you want to leave your offerings, you can do so. Also, after the benediction, we're going to ask if you would be seated. And then we're going to allow the ushers to exit by sections. We ask that you exit as quick as possible because our staff need to get in and clean for the funeral. And if you don't mind, if you want to socialize, if you would do so outside in the parking lot, that will help us and that will help us continue to remember our protocols. On Tuesday, starting at 7 o'clock, we're having a live virtual service and it's going to be hosted by my dear friend Cynthia Hardy Cynthia Pry Hardy and we're going to have a town hall on COVID-19 vaccinations and Dr. Linda Bell along with Vince Ford and then along with Todd Ressenberger the CEO of Lexington Hospital they're all going to be here so we ask that you join us on Tuesday starting at 7 o'clock for this live virtual service. Let us stand for our benediction and then after the benediction you may be seated. Our mothers, we're going to allow them to leave. They can leave out of this door so that they don't have to wait until they exit. Is Mother Medlin here? I'm not sure if she's here or not. Mother Louise Medlin, I don't know that she's here, but if she's viewing us, she's celebrating her 89th birthday, y'all. Amen. Give God a praise for Mother Louise Medlin. Amen. Thank God. 89 years old. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this wonderful 
return service. God, we thank you for those that are viewing through our live internet. We thank you for those that are here. Now, God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated, and then our mothers can feel free to exit out of this door. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please do not hesitate to call 1-888-776-1238. There'll be someone there to pray for and with you. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bibleway Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org. We love you, we miss you, and we cannot wait to safely worship with you in person again.